0: Hey everyone, it's Kelsey and Jeff and we are here to tell you a bit about our partner Anchor. We know that you're a fan of this podcast and maybe you thought, hey, I want to make a podcast too. Well,
1: we have great news for you guys. We want to tell you all about Anchor. It's the easiest way to make a podcast for a few reasons, but to start out, it's free.
0: Plus, there are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer.
1: Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and many more.
0: Plus, you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. So download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Do it, you guys, and enjoy the show. Hey, everyone, we're so inspired doing this podcast every week, having the opportunity to bring you all the valuable knowledge and advice that each and every guest provides means the world to us. Now, because of how much positive feedback we've been receiving from our listeners, we've decided to build a community through Patreon. Members of Patreon receive exclusive access to a chat forum, the ability to interact with our guests, which is so cool, extra videos and podcast episodes that will provide even more advice and knowledge. Join out by going to patreon.com backslash better together with Maria. And let's be better together because when you know better, you get better. Getting better isn't easy, but it's a whole lot easier when we can do it together. Welcome to Better Together with me, Maria Menounos. <laughs> oh, I love making fun of myself. I literally every show will find some part of the, the voiceover to mimic and I make stuff laugh every time like every it's time. the first time. <laughs> every time.
1: I wait for it. I'm like, what part is she going to over accentuate today? <laughs>
0: Happy Monday, everybody. Getting better isn't easy, but it's a whole lot easier <laughs> if we can do it together. Welcome to Better Together with me, Maria Menunos. <laughs> Welcome to Better Together, guys. Our quote of the day, we must develop and maintain the capacity to forgive. Ooh, I wish certain people were listening to this show in this very moment who are very unforgiving souls. And we can all be unforgiving in moments until we find forgiveness, and I hope we all find forgiveness in some place that needs it. Truth. But damn, people can be mean. We must develop and maintain the capacity to forgive. He who is devoid of the power to forgive is devoid of the power to love. Whoa. There is some good in the worst of us and some evil in the best of us. When we discover this, we are less prone to hate our enemies. Oh, my God. Right. Martin Luther King. Of course, it's Martin Luther King (laughs) Day, so we have to have a quote by Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Wow. It's so funny that this is happening right now because there's a situation that a friend of mine is going through in life and man, someone has a a very wrong idea of them Mm. and and is being very unforgiving. And that person has the capacity to be kind, but right now is not showing that. And, you know, it made me wonder, I kind of want to like write an op-ed about like blackballing in our business because...
1: That would be awesome.
0: Think about it. As I think of certain people and their relationships and their friendships, right? We all have different relationships and friendships, right? We all have power when you come to a certain level in this business. And you have to be careful with that crumb of power because you could make or break someone very easily. And I was thinking about it this morning and I realized that there are people in this business who might think horrible things of me because someone wanted to ruin me. And it could be a little founded, unfounded, totally unfounded. Um, And so I started thinking about certain people, like a huge, huge, powerful person. And if they called a certain other person who is upset with me about some minor thing, right? Right. And they say, hey, I'm thinking about working with Maria. And that person has that power in that moment to sway them. And to say, yeah, you know, she did this thing and I didn't like it. In that moment, you've now heard from someone you trust and you love that I'm not good or maybe not be good enough. And then boom, that whole branch of tree is now closed to me. And then that same person is with another person over here because they're very powerful and they have a powerful group of friends. And then they ask about me. Maybe they saw me in the news or in a magazine. Oh, I think you're friends, right? You guys know each other? Yeah, but you know, she did this and I just, yeah, we just, I don't know. I I just don't know about her. Like even that could just crush that other branch for me. And as I sat there, because I was thinking about a friend of mine who's being completely blackballed behind the scenes. I realized how unforgiving we can be and so ironic that today this quote just came. Because I always say we're all capable of it. We're all capable of bad things in any moment. And we're all capable of good things. And it doesn't mean we're good or bad. It's just we're gray. We're humans. We're very... um, very uh, unique and checkered and there's just a lot to us right and can't find the friggin' word i'm trying to come up with anybody have a good word for what we are we're a lot of things oh what's the word i'm trying to come up with complex we're complex thank you we are complex beings but it's how far you take things yeah. And I will say I burned my hand on the stove years ago. Someone came to me and said, don't work with this person. And I said, well, I'd like to make my own opinion for my own opinion about this person because this person seems very nice. And you may have had a conflict of character. Um, Maybe you guys aren't on the same page about things, but it doesn't mean that I'm going to. And, oh, I definitely burned my hand on the stove. This person was definitely bad. (laughs) I should have listened. But I do look back now and think... Okay, maybe I was a little naive, but at the same time, wouldn't the world be a better place if we all chose to see people on our time and our level and yeah. our experience and see like I think about the New England Patriots. I think it was I think it was Woodhead who came to us and I think it was he was in Jersey and they were like he was not well with his other teams. But in the Patriot system, he totally prospered and totally did great. If I have the name wrong, then whatever, it's somebody else. But because we're so complex, you may work great in our system stuff, but in someone else's system, they may not get you. Mm-hmm It's time to make your life a little easier, and to help you out, I've curated all of my essentials from Macy's for you and the whole fam. All the details are in the show notes below, or you can just click the link in the description to get your hands on them, too. I have some new pics on there. This little bomber jacket, this little black dress. You're gonna love it. It doesn't mean you're bad. Yeah. It doesn't mean they're bad. It just means you guys are meant to be together, no different than a marriage, right? Same thing. Yeah. So... I think moving forward in life, like we really should try to, unless someone has really, really horrible experiences that are really just like, okay.
1: Like it's right. In there are multiple face. experiences
0: yeah. and you know 1000% that it's true, right? Like you can't say, oh, someone stole from me, but you don't really know 100%. Right. Unless you saw them or you have proof now for sure, because you could ruin an entire person's life. Yeah. I don't know.
1: No, I completely agree. I think it's definitely choosing love or the side of love when you're approaching people or deciding to work with people. And then I also think the second part is when someone's telling you bad things about other per- people is to see what their motives are. If it was to protect you, like in that case, the first case where you said you kind of burned your hand, they probably, you probably could have sensed that they're the types that want to protect you. But usually is it, is it for self-gain? Like, is it their competition? And I think that can be a clue as to where they're coming from.
2: We just had our... um for our after buzz host class which Mm -hmm. is where all the brand new hosts who have gone through our process uh get an all-day seminar from the staff at after buzz it looks so cool so cool and one of the things that i like to talk about with the hosts is that we're all judged by our worst day Mm. and it's unfortunate and like the definite my definition of networking is creating a safety net for when you have those worst days i mean have you ever been around where somebody's like oh, that celebrity the worst, like they're mm-hmm. hard to work with or something. And usually that stigma is created from one terrible interaction, a PA or somebody had, and then they just go tell all their friends mm-hmm. because they want to be cool. Like, yeah, I worked with that person, but they're not somebody to work with. Yes. And then that keeps spreading and that keeps spreading. And I said, networking isn't just giving your business card to somebody or trying to tell people who you are. Networking is creating a net of positive interactions with everyone you work with so when one person goes out there and says this person's hard to work with there's 20 other people who are like what are you talking about yes and this kind of pertains to this i mean like it's really tough when you have somebody and that's why it's tough because it's when somebody's powerful their voice can outweigh those 20 other people totally so people need to be kind of just as you know with with it's 2020 people are being more conscious of kind of the power structure between dynamics of personal relationships and things like that. You need to be more conscious of that in terms of like you have power, be responsible with it.
0: Yes. Yes, totally. I, I usually preface things with this person was horrible to me. Like I might go on my like momentary tie, Tirade. <laughs> for the people who have been really horrible, horrible, horrible repeatedly for years to me, I'm not saying one instance has defined my judgment of them. This is like legit. But I then will say, but that was, like if it's somebody who's wanting to work with them or something, I'll say, but that was with me. And with me, they were threatened because I've already done the work to figure out why this happened. Because I want to understand their side all the time. And so... I'm say, I will say like they were threatened of me. They were threatened that their paycheck may get cut so that people could keep me on board. Like there were a lot of factors and maybe with you that won't happen, right?
2: I just like to think yeah. that people can change if they're focused on self-betterment.
1: No, but that is good when you do want to have a moment where you share your experience because it's important for the other person or if they're genuinely asking to have that kind of but it was with me. Who knows? <laughs> they yeah. could have just felt risky one day. <laughs> I mean, yeah. you and
2: Kevin are kind of the most <laughs> forgiving people ever. Because, like, I mean, I've been with you eight years. I've experienced a few burns. And even publicly, nobody will ever know about them. Mm-hmm. Because it's just like it's not worth trying to tarnish anyone's reputation. Especially because situational awareness of things that could have swayed one way or another. Yep. And I think that's a really respectable quality that, like... I mean, look at me, like man. If if I was judged by who I was eight years ago, God, would I still be working in this industry?
0: <laughs> <laughs> We're all works in progress, Stephen. <laughs> Actually,
1: that's perfect for our guest today because she—not like she's a work in progress, but she's changed the trajectory of her career. I just think that's awesome. Mm-hmm. Like you can always change one part about you or your life that you're not loving. Yeah. Or who knows if she didn't love it, but she was ready for a change
0: yeah well, well, speaking of our guest today, uh Michelle Pramaleco is uh our guest. She is the author of Sugar Free Three, which is uh, a three week simple plan for more energy, better sleep, and surprisingly easy weight loss. I figured it was great for the new year. She is the former editor in chief of Women's Health and Cosmopolitan magazine um she has booked my covers and such in the past. And uh, she has made a complete career pivot, which I think is really cool because she's doing it, you know, at the peak of her career and success in the magazine world and decided, you know what, I want something different. And she's betting on herself. And I love that. I'm so inspired by that. So we're going to talk to her about the book and how you can cut sugar out in the easiest of ways. And how she is pivoting and how she did it and how she set herself up for it. Because I'm sure a lot went into planning this switchover. Yeah. Right? I'm sure there's some saving that went on and some calculated moves that I think would be helpful for our audience to know if you're thinking of making a switcheroo as well. So, um, That's that. In the meantime, thank you guys for joining us on this Monday. It is a cloudy, cool Monday here in Los Angeles. I don't know what it's like wherever you are, but uh, I soon will be away from the clouds and in Mexico. I can't wait. I can't wait for you. Yo solamente hablo español solamente.
1: (laughs) While she's in Mexico, (laughs) I'm never speaking. Tweet at Maria your favorite episode or your favorite topic that we've covered so far. Keep the conversation going. I know that you'll probably like that while you're getting your much-needed rest on a beach.
0: Well, Scam, I am not going to be looking at uh, my phone. Oh, you can tweet me. <laughs> I'll, I'll look so over, I I'll say, look after her Twitter. So I say. I have. Um, <laughs> we're announcing our health show with uh, Mark Burnett, MGM, in full picture next week at Real Screen in New Orleans. And so I was on the phone call with them this morning um, adjusting our edits on our reel, and... Of course, now it's going to basically come down to me on vacation to, you know, take a look at some stuff when they get it, which is fine. Um, I was like, I'll look at everything. But up until that moment, I wasn't going to be turning on my phone. I wasn't even going to check in at home. So now I'm going to have to be super disciplined. In fact, I think what I'll do is I will keep my phone off and I will have Kevin call the hotel when it's ready so I can just look at that and then shut it back off. That's what I'm going to do. I'm not, I don't care. I am literally (laughs) leaving. you just and the house can burn down. <laughs> oh I don't care. I am leaving. I need my mental health break. You do. I am falling apart, not really falling apart. I'm actually better than I sh- than I'm saying. I just know I really, really, really am desperate for this break,
1: yeah. I feel like you're not being reactive. You're being proactive. Mm-hmm. And that's different than before because you would have waited. Yeah. and now you knew, like you could feel it, and you were like, i need I do need a break." And you yeah. did that,
0: yeah. I booked it and it's going to be amazing. And I have booked spa treatments at night, and I'm going to leave the spa with my friend, and I'm going to go to the little bar that's five steps away from the spa, and I'm going to eat my dinner in my robe at the little bar that they have outside with a drink. I'm going to pass out. I'm going to wake up. I'm going to go to the beach, and then I'm going to (laughs) drink. i'm gonna eat and then i'm gonna go to the spa and then i'm gonna leave the spa in my robe and then i'm gonna go to the little bar right five steps away and i'm gonna eat and then i'm gonna drink and then i'm gonna sleep and then i'm gonna just keep repeating that friggin pattern it's gonna be amazing
1: i am so fired
0: up for you i cannot wait you are stepping into your greatness i
2: don't think there's ever been a greater moment for this soundbite
0: Maria, you lazy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, seriously. Daddy, oh my yeah. god, you know it's hard. Like, oh my god, it's hard caretaking. Anybody out there? I I so so feel you, and I I I I don't know what else to say other than I I feel you, and I know I'm in a much better position than most people are, and it's still so hard. My dad. I wish I could take him with me. Um. I'm trying to plot out another like weekend trip where I can take him away myself and just have me and him go away and rest him because yeah, she's so difficult sometimes.
2: He would renovate the entire spa that you take him to. Oh my God. That poor guy. I don't think, I, I don't think I've ever seen Kostas like relax.
0: I think Kevin's plan is to start sending him to after buzz to do little things, little jobs because he needs good energy and good people and like, to feel loved because she's not giving him any love. She's just beating him up and giving him orders. This is my mom, by the way. Um, And it's very difficult as stuff I was telling you with the brain. I don't know what she really is in control of and what she isn't. She seems totally there, but then this is a completely different mother. This is my mom is the complete opposite of the selfless amazing person that she was and I don't know what it is is there like a demon in there right now that's like overtaking her and making her like this but she is not I mean yeah I know she has cancer I know but it's just it's maybe no I should no. take her
1: to that church that you took her to on the Thursday night you think
0: that would help I think it would be amazing yeah Ashley would go yeah Lauren McGraw would go you can take a girl posse yeah yeah um, She would love that.
1: That would be awesome. Maybe that will help reset her. Yeah. It's only been like a week where she's kind of turned a little nasty, right?
0: Mm. No, we just have been taking it.
1: Oh, and now it's like, okay. And now we're all just, yeah. oh, here's
0: the thing. My dad, his health is kind of declining right now. So I'm really nervous about him. And so he's had some issues. He's going to get a barrage of tests this week. And so I just see the toll it's taking on him and I can't lose both of them. I don't want to lose either of them, obviously, but she's just very demanding and mean and just, it's so hard. And Kevin said his dad, when he had cancer, had his kind of mean streak too, that the cancer does that. But I keep telling them, I keep pulling them aside. I'm like, I'm not your therapist, but here's my therapy. You're (laughs) alive. You're doing great. You have... All right, friends, let's talk about something we all do. Snack. Trust me, I've definitely overindulged in the past. But as you know, I am focused on my health these days. And I think I found the healthier snack that you don't have to lose out on the flavor. And it's definitely become my go-to. It first came into the house because of Kevin. He was obsessed with wonderful pistachios. And then I got addicted. And now it's in my travel bag. I don't leave home without it. It's in our glove compartments because they don't melt. Right now, my favorite flavor is the sweet chili flavor. everything you have a credit card that will take you wherever you want to go do whatever you want to do go live stop sulking and sitting here fighting and making me miserable too because i'm just wanting their happiness yeah but that's codependent and i i have to fix myself i have to like just go do my own thing yeah which is
1: what you're doing
0: i'm doing my own thing. yeah maybe
1: what we're, we're praying she meets you halfway
2: i think there's yeah. a lot to say about like how your brain works though too in terms of like you know you living life you have to train yourself how to react to certain things and to think like four times before you even say anything like even even everyday interactions with the person at the counter at the coffee place you're like okay well how polite am i being make sure that i'm saying this make sure that i'm having a good bedside manner when Mm -hmm. i'm talking to people and i feel like when you when you go through something traumatic like this it, it strips away some of those thought processes like your brain probably defaults to the the standard by which okay what is the intention as opposed to what are these filters that i'm putting this intention through so people don't feel bad Mm -hmm. and i think it's tough because you might be just getting a completely raw and unfiltered what does she need at that moment as opposed to her thinking about these other things before asking for that
0: yeah look i'm i'm starting to tell her like mom you know when i come into the room I say, hey, mom, hi, how are you? How are you feeling? That's what I say every time. And she answers. And then the rest is just barking orders. And I said, so, mom, I go, it would be nice if you asked other people how they were feeling, too. Like, we all have our own issues as well, right? And so before you start barking orders, maybe ask somebody how they're feeling, too. And and say hello. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then she says, okay. But then she doesn't do it. Yeah.
2: It, it's a, this is why it's such a difficult disease, honestly. My grandmother, um, about five months towards the end, had complete personality changes. And she didn't even have brain cancer. It was just the chemo and the medication and kind of the constant amount of treatment and oversight where we had to hide the knives in the house because she, Ooh, boy. she started, uh, you know, co- uh, what is it called? Saying that my mom and aunt were stealing from her. Uh, she was like... Walking around at 3 a.m. when nobody knew and like one day had a knife in her hand, like threatening them because it's like they're they, it's like a paranoia kind of thing, mm. you know, because it's 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 tough. I can't imagine the the psychological stress that's that's put on somebody when they're when they're in, a, they're in a constant state of like, what is the future? Yeah. But I mean, you guys do a really great job of like working with her. Like, I, I don't think I've seen anyone do such a great job of like understanding and making sure that she is getting those therapeutic moments of like, Hey, like this is what I need. Usually people I'm trying to use both hands, but usually people <laughs> like uh they just butt heads and they yeah. don't even communicate.
0: Yeah. Oh man. Oh, well, it's definitely, it's taking its toll. So I'm going to go recharge myself and then I'm going to find a way to get my dad to recharge. And then I'm just going to keep on praying and trying to, send energy that will change things. So um, in the meantime, let's shift over to our guest. Michelle Pramoleko is a health journalist, wellness expert, the creator of Sugar Free 3. She's the former editor-in-chief of Women's Health and Cosmo and decided to reinvent herself by becoming the current editorial director at large for The Well, Michelle is passionate about living a healthy lifestyle and is now helping people cut back on their sugar intake for better overall health, easier weight loss, higher energy levels, healthier looking skin, and more. Guys, we all really need to cut sugar. It is evil, um, especially in pancakes and bread pudding <laughs> and chocolate chip cookies. Oh, no. oh my God, guys. <laughs> It's so hard. I had barbecue chips for dinner the other night. Help me. But I did get on my Peloton this weekend. Yay! Yay. Okay. Uh, Michelle is going to help us all. And oh boy, in this book, I highlighted the page where she talked about lattes. I was dying. Anyhow, the book is great. And let's get to our interview with Michelle. So Michelle, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. Um, I am so excited about this book because... My husband and I are trying to reduce our sugar intake. Excellent. <laughs> and um, and I think it's funny. I went on a tirade recently about lattes. And when I got to that part in the book, I was like, yes.
1: <laughs> and
0: in fact, I marked were this you, book up you, like a crazy person. I
3: love that. That's so great. But I sh- love all the
0: dog earring. That's amazing. Where is... Steph, do you remember where that was? What page?
1: Um, Let me... Get my book because I marked the same
3: thing. <laughs> um, and so, oh, were you were you on a tirade with um, with the people who were like serving the lattes, or your no, friends who were drinking them?
0: <laughs> just like I just realized that towards the end of the year, I was getting really tired, and I was needing more and more coffee. Mm-hmm. And hazelnut latte is a coffee bean. Were becoming my everything. I was doing half the powder with almond milk, right. thinking I was doing good and i think it was like a regular latte at starbucks or a coffee bean whatever is like right. 72 grams of sugar and i was like okay so a packet of sugar equals like 1 teaspoon or whatever it was like it, i i did the math and it was like 16 16 teaspoons of sugar. It's
3: mind-blowing, isn't it? Or
0: 32 if you get it with the full powder.
3: And this is a premise of the book, right? Which is all the hidden sources, which I know we'll get into, but just how you unknowingly consume more than you think you are, even when you're trying to do the right thing. And even when you have... Like a lot of the education surrounding Uh nutrition and making good choices,
0: it's still easy to get tripped up. Even when you get a skinny vanilla latte. Yeah. A skinny vanilla latte has a ton of sugar still. I don't remember how much, but it does. So I liked how you had in the book, it's on page 24, um, and you actually have the teaspoons. Right. (laughs) photographed. So a (laughs)
3: Coca-Cola,
0: a a 16 ounce Coca-Cola has 52 grams of added sugar. And by the way, I also loved in here how you explained what added sugar means for everybody who doesn't know, explain it really quick because I thought it was really cool.
3: Right. It's just sugar that exactly that that's been added to a product. It's not naturally occurring. So it didn't start out there. It got put
0: there. And so a 16 ounce Coca Cola has 13 teaspoons of sugar. A Red Bull has nine and a half, basically, 9.25. Let's see here California pizza crust, a California pizza kitchen gluten free barbecue thin crust pizza has two and a half tablespoons. It's probably in the barbecue sauce. <laughs> yeah, which I love barbecue sauce. I know. So um, so I was mentioning earlier how I know you from the magazine world. And, yeah, you know, someone like you is perfect to write about this because all you did was do this. For a living, right? Yeah, Women's talk,
3: health. talk to the best experts. And by the way, your cover of Women's Health, you were on the cover when I was the editor in chief, mm-hmm. was one of my favorites. Oh, thank so you. So, listeners, if you haven't <laughs> seen it, you need to Google it to see how incredible Maria looks. Thank you. And still looks, of course. Thank you. Um, but yeah, I mean, being an editor, you are, you know, super curious. You are the conduit to the best experts. Um, you have access to them, you get to interview them, you get to download all of the info, and hopefully, you know, keep some for yourself Mm -hmm. and digest that information, but really then disseminate it to people. And that's what I've always enjoyed doing. And that's what I wanted to do with this book is talk to the best and, you know, break it down in a way that was easy to understand and put into action, because it's one thing to read about it. But if you don't take action on that knowledge, then it sort of goes nowhere.
0: Yeah, I think also, you know, it was so great, because you it's, it's really easily explained in here. And I loved when you talked about, if you're in your 20s and 30s, you'll likely be doing harm that you'll feel years from now, lifestyle choices matter. Um, And then you talked about Things that you saw at Women's Health, like an article you did about skinny diabetes. Yep.
3: Oh my God, I'm so, you really read this and I'm so thrilled that you pointed those two things out, especially the thing about the damage you do now having an impact decades from now because we talk about
0: it all the time. Yeah. And when you're
3: young, you feel immortal. And Mm -hmm. I get it. I mean, I did too but you're not. And nutrition matters. Lifestyle matters because all of that has a cumulative effect. Mm-hmm. And when you start to experience the effects of that damage, it's oftentimes too late, right? Or at yep. least much harder to unwind from that than to make smarter choices earlier on. Yeah. So. I think
0: that's the thing I'm always trying to get across to our audience with this show is, is that with summer upon us, friends, hair is going to be even more important. Yes, we've got humidity, we've got sun, we've got all kinds of things. And sometimes it's hard to find the right shampoo for your hair. Everyone's hair is so different, and there's no one-size-fits-all solution. That's why I love Whey. They have different shampoos depending on your hair type. Want volume? Find hair and conditioner will give you that extra oomph you need. If you need some moisture and a little extra bounce, find your happy medium with medium shampoo and conditioner. And for my peeps with thick hair like me, give your hair the hydration it deserves with thick hair shampoo and conditioner. Plus, you guys already know, Way carries some of my favorite hair care products I use all the time, whether it's the leave-in conditioner, which is my go-to, or the hair oil. They give my hair this hydrating refresh all summer long. Wash your way to healthier hair. (laughs) See what I did there? With shampoos and conditioners made just for you. Go to The Whey, T-H-E-O-U-A-I.com. Use the code Heelsquad for 15% off your entire purchase. That's theway.com, T-H-E-O-U-A-I.com. Use the code Squad. Your hair deserves it. Cumulative effect, right? Yeah. So I have a friend who I'm desperately trying to get to listen to me, and he's doing you know, multiple lattes a day and Red Bulls. I'm like, you're killing yourself. Mm-hmm. And and I said, your body can only hang on for so long. Wasn't listening, wasn't listening to me, and then had a complete breakdown. Mm-hmm. The body just shut down, the mind shut down, everything happened. And I said, you know, there was a catalyst for the breakdown, but there were things leading up to it right. that you weren't doing right. And so you can only abuse your body for so long. But I want to talk a little bit about the the skinny diabetes, mm-hmm. because I have fallen into pre diabetes my whole like the last like let's say eight years. My dad's diabetic, my brother's diabetic. So it's definitely in our blood as well. But I know they have type one diabetes. Yeah. My dad has type one. My brother has type two that became type one. But I know that my sugar intake has definitely contributed to those numbers. It's not just my hereditary situation because I also had a fatty liver at one point. Right. And a fatty liver on a skinny person is because I can work off the sugar. Exactly. It doesn't stick to me. Which is what the
3: skinny diabetes article was that I did so many years ago in women's health, um, because it wasn't, it wasn't just about size and being obese and all of these things that you think of as unhealthy. You can be ingesting sugar or eating unhealthily and be at risk for that, but
0: not look like it from the outside, from the average person's perspective. Mm -hmm. Even when I first started in this business, I couldn't handle the hours of like it was so intense. And I was eating fast food every day, two, three times a day, because there was literally no time to even do anything else. And right. so um I remember just being hospitalized all the time of malnutrition, dehydration, all this stuff. It happened multiple times. Wow. And I was still skinny. Yep. No one would have known I was going through Arby's and McDonald's and Burger King and Taco Bell and that was my intake. Yeah, every and it might day. have been
3: one meal a day, but it wasn't a meal that was nutrient dense that would have done a better job of fueling you, right? And yeah. part of the part of the problem, and I get it, is that it seems like a lot of work to eat healthfully and it you know, it is getting easier. Mm-hmm just you know flying here from New York I was in the airport and of course I'm always scouring in airports to see what they have and the options are getting a lot better you mm-hmm. can now find things and you know maybe then it wasn't as easy but still it's like it's important to figure out how to not do that how yeah. to not sort of you know feed yourself these things that have you're devoid of nutritional value
0: yeah I think it's the first steps that are hardest You know, Steven's recently focused his energy on losing weight and has seen really great results. And it's because he took that first step to go to the supermarket and buy his own food. Right, Steven?
2: Yeah, I started buying salads. Even if they're pre-made salads, like they don't have cheeses, they don't have croutons or anything. It's just straight up like Greek salads. And then just avoiding bread, like, and avoiding things that are around. It's really hard because it's like we're at the studio all the time. So, like, to always have snacks on hand, like it's tough to just be like, no, I don't need that. Let me drink water. Let me have hot water instead. Mm -hmm. But it's kind of like, you have to be conscious of it 24 seven.
0: Yeah.
3: Yeah. And you also have to have those healthy snacks around because you like the time you're most vulnerable is when you're hungry and Mm -hmm. you just want to grab something. And you're so habituated to grabbing something sugary for a quick energy fix, Mm -hmm. knowing it's not sustainable energy, but you know, it's what we've kind of conditioned ourselves to do.
0: Yeah, we have, um, in my kitchen, we have a big thing of sunflower seeds that we bake with like spices on it. Yum. So that if I'm starving, which is all the time because <laughs> I run it to like, it's too late sometimes. Yep, yep. I Same. grab a big like handful of it, I eat them and then I have some time to yeah. like deal with whatever it is. Um, That's so
3: smart. So you've built in those tools, right? So it's yeah. like, you know... You're going to be super hungry. You can just do that quickly, take a minute and then figure out like how to deal with your next meal and make it a healthy one. Whether it's like cooking yourself something or going out and getting something or ordering because it was very important for me in sugar-free three to also make it doable for people who don't cook. So it's great if you cook. You have the three categories. I loved it. Yeah. Explain that to people. Yeah. So I live in New York City where tons of people go out all the time, take out all the time, and it can be a trap, right? You can eat unhealthily if you're doing that. But I wanted to make it possible for people who like to cook, don't cook, can't cook, whatever, um, to do the program. So broken it down into, you know, into these three categories and listen, cooking is the healthiest. You absolutely, you control everything that goes into Mm -hmm. your food. You're more mindful. You're part of the process. That whole experience definitely makes for a healthier um, meal plan, but you can still find and order things that are healthy and sugar free in this case, Mm -hmm. if you just know what to look for. Yeah, so I've broken it down into, you know, categories for people who love to cook, you know, can cook and
0: don't cook. <laughs> Which is very helpful because I've realized that we are we are in both boats of Yeah, and you, can and, switch, and you can switch
3: between the categories yeah, so too, right? Sometimes. It's not, you know, exclusively that you have to choose one or the other. It's just
0: that anybody can do it. Yeah. The other thing that I think, I, I think what people need to understand is the consequences of sugar in every way from the depression statistics that I marked off in here to the inflammation statistics to the lack of energy. So we use it because we need that high, but we're like, as Kevin would say, my husband, he's like, you're just keep, you're tripping over the cord. You're not fixing it. Just Mm. fix the freaking cord. Yeah, And so...
3: False energy.
0: Yeah, you're just chasing after everything rather than sitting down for a minute, coming up with a plan and figuring out how you're going to get the real true energy that you want. And so let's talk about sugar in its evil form. Yeah. Because there are good levels of sugar with fruit. And I had to to be mindful for my mom because she has brain cancer recently that I've been starving her of sugar with Mm. phenomenal results, by the way. (laughs) However... It's not good for her brain to not have anything. So I incorporated fruit in. Like in the beginning of this, you know, last tumor recurrence battle, it was like, oh, no, we can't give any sugar. Right. And now I'm like, okay, we need to throw in fruit. She's got to have some Yeah, so
3: so to your point exactly, fruit is allowed on Sugar Free 3 because it's naturally occurring sugar Mm -hmm. and it comes intact with the fiber, right? And that's the important thing. It has vitamins and minerals and fiber, it's all there in a whole piece of fruit. And I wasn't about to vilify that. Mm -hmm. We're not a nation that's getting unhealthy by eating too much fruit. That's not what's happening. (laughs) That's not the issue issue at all. And there's so many good things. um, that have to do with fruit, and yes, our body uses that naturally occurring um, sugar for energy, and it's good for our brains and all that stuff. It is in the eat in moderation category. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of people will do this plan because they want to lose weight. It is by far not the only benefit, by far. And we can talk about all the, you know, nasty things that sugar does to you, and how much better you'll you'll feel when you curb it um but i put it in moderate just so that people know you know don't eat it all day every day because you can start to OD on it yeah. and your body can only use so much naturally occurring sugar too but i certainly wasn't going to cut it out
0: yeah but on to the evil so yes. that's the the good the naturally occurring the evil sugars and so explain to people because it's almost like we we get tired and we get moody and we get depressed and we don't realize it's probably because of the sugar. Yes. We so assign a different enemy.
3: Yeah. You're so, <laughs> you're, that's such a good way to put it. We like find a million other things to blame it on other yeah. than what we're eating. Yeah, And there is a disconnect for a lot of people between what they eat and how they feel. And I'm not sure why that is that it's, we haven't been taught that, you know, we should be taught about nutrition growing up in school. Um, and we're not. I still don't think kids are taught about nutrition. Maybe They're it's still getting, getting
0: better. Better. the four food, five food groups or whatever. It's not yeah, right,
3: right? Yeah. So we don't really connect what we eat with how we feel. Um, it's a million other things to your point, mm-hmm. but it is so impactful. And one of the major things is how much sugar is hidden in foods. So to your point about the latte it's not just the cookies and the cakes and the candies where we're consciously indulging in sugar mm-hmm. and we kind of know we're doing it yes it's the unconscious and so what happens is you're consuming way more sugar than you think you are because you don't know it's there it's in all these foods you may not even think of as sweet savory foods and we can get into that a little bit more but then it puts you on this roller coaster ride and it it is dependency because So whether you know you're getting it or you don't know you're getting it, you're getting it and then that sets you up for this cycle of craving more of it. Yep. So the only way to unwind from that is to realize where it's hiding and avoid those sources the same way you might avoid a plate of cookies if you were trying to cut back on your
0: sugar intake. Yeah, I'm noticing a big difference going with black coffee. Mm-hmm. And I still don't do that. Really?
3: <laughs> no, oh my God. I haven't gotten there yet. I am so excited about it. I want to get there eventually. Yeah. But and I, but I still, I put milk in my coffee and I actually use stevia in my coffee a little bit. And stevia and monk fruit are allowed on sugar free three yeah. because they're plant derived sweeteners and they don't mess with your blood sugar the way that other sugars do. Um, well, they're not a sugar, but the way sugars do. And it's allowable in moderation. Like I'm not saying it's still not great. Don't go like baking with tons of it and eating it all the time. But you know, I needed to give myself an excuse to put it in my coffee.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Well, I did a splash of unsweetened almond milk today because Mm -hmm. I'm at home and I can, but everywhere else I order it black now. And then I cut out soda months ago. That's great. First time ever in my life. I will never have a soda again. And just doing that for people who are listening,
3: just doing that Mm -hmm. is a huge leap forward in terms of curbing sugar. Even Diet
0: Coke still has, uh, first of all, I don't know. Or maybe
3: artificial sweeteners. I'm not sure. It has
0: artificial sweeteners, but also (laughs) this is what got me. Um, I was talking to Dr. Darren Weissman. I I think his last name is Weissman. Steph, I know you're working on booking him. And he said that- yeah, he said that um it turns into formaldehyde in your stomach. Doesn't that sound awful? <laughs> do you know when you have an aha moment, Michelle? Yeah, yeah. That was my aha moment. Totally. I go holy shit, that's what they embalm dead people with. Yeah. I am never drinking this again. Right. And I, and when I say I'm never doing something again, I never do it again. So I, I, I cut you. and I have my dad's discipline, so I was like, I'm done. And so those are two things, and I've seen my body shift and it's funny, like I'll take Pilates once or twice a week. And she's like, are you losing weight? (laughs) And like, at the same time, I don't want to necessarily lose weight. I just want to get like fitter and tighter. Um, But it, you know, it makes a big difference. Um, Steven is asking... Huh, this is a really funny question Stephen. you really want me to ask this uh, i can't wait is this
2: a bad answer
0: is coffee make creamer bad probably <laughs> i'd need to see the
1: ingredients Stephen.
3: i'd need to see the ingredients but i'm gonna go with probably
2: pull up the ingredients steven <laughs> oh my oh i don't want to do this right now come on of is course that what
3: you bad. use steven
2: we stock it at the studio because i don't like putting sugar it's like really easy to have like creamer and your sweetness but in there's probably
1: sugar day. in the creamer of course so really just you're getting it's it all a vanilla once. flavor yeah. oh yeah yeah, it's, yeah. Like, yeah. It's,
0: it's like when i used to go to blue bottle um my oh, my new obsession i love blue bottle but yeah um good. i would get oat milk and i oh well, yeah i didn't need to put any sugar in i was like yeah. this is amazing oh my god well because it's loaded with sugar yeah exactly I, I mean, and when you go to Starbucks and you get almond milk, they're not using the unsweetened guys. Exactly. When
3: you buy it and you bring it home, you know, to buy the unsweetened, or at least I hope, you know, mm-hmm. after listening to this, you'll know to buy the unsweetened. But when you go to any coffee place, there's no doubt in my mind. Yeah. They're not, they're not. And using that's why uns- it doesn't
0: taste as good at home as it does when you go out. Exactly.
3: But, but this is the point is yeah. that our appetite and our palate has been so conditioned mm-hmm. for sweet things. And this is the huge problem is that it's been calibrated to this needing this high level of sweetness to be satisfied, which is why places like coffee joints use the sweetened stuff because they know it's gonna, you know, Make please people come back. Please their customer. Yep. But if we just started unwinding from all of that, we wouldn't crave it nearly as much. And that's one of the benefits of doing sugar free three is that you then are so sensitized to sweet Mm -hmm. that a little bit goes a long way. Naturally sweet things like fruit taste so much sweeter and more satisfying and you don't crave it as much. So it really is, it's like we've just been this, you know, appetite for sweetness has just been ratcheted up by all of
2: these places that, you know, we consume it from and maybe don't know.
0: Yeah. Stephen, what do we got?
2: Uh, it has five grams of sugar, five grams of carbohydrate, and 35 calories per serving. And, and
0: what's the serving?
2: One tablespoon.
0: Oh, amazing. So I'd you probably,
2: probably put like about 20. Four, yeah. <laughs> yeah,
3: and there's probably some naturally occurring sugar in there from whatever the dairy is, but there might also be some junk in there
0: too. Yeah, Stephen, it's in a package.
2: (laughs) I don't see any friendly oses in in the the (laughs) ingredients, unfortunately. You know, we have a great question from the chat, Brandy Lee, who watches us every single week. She wants to know what are some great things that you can take if your blood sugar is low that are still healthy?
3: Well, I mean, if your blood sugar is low, anything you eat will raise your blood blood sugar. Mm -hmm. So you just want to eat a healthy snack. So whether that is like anything. So it could be a sliced apple with nut butter. It could be a brown rice cake, believe it or not, with nut butter because whole grains are okay. It's refined grains that we want to stay away from. Um, It could be, you know, avocado and, you know, or guac and what I call cucumber chips, which are just cucumber slices. Mm -hmm. It could be, I mean, it could be biltong, which is an air-dried beef jerky that typically does not have any added sugar. So if you're into that kind of thing, there's, yeah, there's tons of snacks.
2: And are all those, those are just good snacks in general, right? Yeah,
3: right. And anything you eat is going to raise your blood sugar if you're feeling, you know, depleted.
0: Yeah, exactly. The key is not to have something that's going to spike it. Exactly. Exactly. You know. It's it's interesting being the daughter of a diabetic and watching how just a quarter cup of orange juice will spike his sugar right back up. Mm-hmm. So the littlest amount of juice is so powerful yep. in your bloodstream. And the other thing that I loved is how you kind of exposed the notion of the fact that these companies are hiring scientists. Yeah to make things taste addictive, not good, right? You come to my kitchen, I'm going to cook. I want it to taste good for you. I don't want you to be addicted to my kitchen. They want us to be addicted. I mean, there's a sinister, and I wrote sinister in my notes That's in That's a word that I use a lot. Yeah, it's sinister. Yeah, there's a sinister man behind the curtain that is is really out to get us. And if we knew someone was out to get us, we would be a lot more defensive it would be on guard instead we're like yeah bring on the latte yep. supersize me let's go let's have everything yeah you
3: <clears throat> are so right there are food engineers and food scientists and all sorts Brain of specialists you know, all sorts of things that go into engineering food in a way that makes it hyper palatable um and that is a very you know, formulaic kind of mix of sweet and savory and salty and fat and all these things that they do to make us continue reaching for more. And Mm -hmm. it is this addiction, to your point, and that addiction is killing us. And it's really upsetting Mm -hmm. because without the education piece, which is, you know, really the point of the book you don't know how much harm you're doing. You don't know that you're being duped. And in addition to the food scientists and all of the engineering that goes into the food, then there's the marketing. Yes. (laughs) Which is,
0: that's a whole other piece. Guys, if you need to like focus on your health and what you're consuming, don't watch TV for a little while because I see the ads for like, Domino's dominoes or m&ms or ice cream and i'm like oh, kevin we need this now and we'll right. be in bed watching tv and he'll be like should i go get donuts yeah you should go get donuts <laughs> like
3: <laughs> it's evil yeah and it's also on <laughs> it's the marketing even on packages of food because they use a bunch of buzzwords that make you think what you're about to pick up is healthy yes. when in fact it might be the opposite let's talk about that yeah
0: Let's talk about that. Because you yeah. cover all of that in here. Whether it's gluten free and we think, oh, that must be healthy because it's gluten free. Right. Or you organic. see organic. Organic. So explain to people what they're seeing that's wrong yeah. and what they need to look out for and how to how to find the the true good things. Yeah.
3: So so the first rule of thumb is just sort of ignore all of the, the front of the package. Everything if it says enriched, if it says organic, if it says gluten-free, if it says um, you know, light or fat all those terms are just marketing terms. The only thing that matters are the ingredients and looking at the nutrition facts label. So you can have organic sugar. You can have something that's gluten-free, that's full of a bunch of other, you know, artificial sweeteners or other things. So it's not okay just to say, Oh, well look, they're telling me it's good for me. Like I don't need to dig any further. You have to take it upon yourself to dig deeper and to know all like, first of all, there's 60 aliases for sugar, which I also talk about in the book. Yeah, So it's not, it's not like they're just going to exactly like, you know, anything, agave, cane sugar, you know, know, high fructose corn syrup, cane sugar. I mean, barley malt, like all these things, there's a million names for sugar. So you kind of have to know what you're looking for. And Mm -hmm. some are more common than others, obviously. But yeah, you need to be your own advocate because they're there to sell you things and to keep you wanting to buy more. And they use a lot of terminology that, you know, can dupe you into thinking that you're eating something healthy when you're not. So... Let's talk. Well, really it all sounds so sinister, doesn't it? It is sinister. I though. mean they're they're, you know, in the business of selling food. That's what they're doing. Well you and- have
0: here with an organic label, the devil is in the details. <laughs> <laughs> um And you go through every one of these, which I love, like wheat or multigrain, I always have such a hard time.
3: Right. So it has to say whole wheat. And if you pay attention now in the grocery store and you look at bread, a lot of times it'll say wheat in big letters because you think, oh, wheat, that's got to be healthy. But if it's not the whole grain, Mm -hmm. then that means the grain, the wheat has been stripped of its nutrients, the germ and the bran, and all that's left in the refining process is something that's not healthy. So you need to look for the whole grain for the whole wheat.
0: So let's talk a little bit about the actual diet. Mm -hmm. Um, Oh, by the way, this was another thing. Um, Another study in clinical interventions in aging surveyed more than 1,200 adults over the age of 60 and found an association between excessive sugar consumption and poor cognitive function.
3: Yeah. So this is major, major for me because my mom has some cognitive issues Mm -hmm. and there is zero doubt in my mind that they started, the problem started decades ago, growing up in a household. That had just pantry full of sugary things, freezer with ice cream, Yoo-Hoo in the refrigerator. If you remember that,
0: <laughs> I don't know what yuho okay, like is, this, but it like, sounds it's good. Like, it's, like, it's like
3: a fake chocolatey <laughs> drink, like a fake chocolate oh, milk. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. With the bunny. Yeah, I don't remember. Was I don't remember what no. the. That's
2: Nesquik. Oh, Nesquik. Oh, Yohoo yeah. is delicious though. <laughs>
3: Okay. They were you know, all bad. But just, you know, cans of fruit with syrup on them and just sugary cereals, you know, all the thing. Like growing up like that. And, mm-hmm. you know, my mom was a great mom. She certainly wasn't like trying to hurt me or hurt herself. Um, she just didn't know. Yeah. So the cognitive impact is, is huge. And one of the experts that I interview in the book, Max Lugavier, is, you know, his mom um who passed away recently had cognitive issues too and so we really bonded on on this issue and trying to figure out how to prevent it not only in ourselves but you know in other people.
0: Yeah, and when you also before we get to this next part the the inflammation that sugar helps create leads to so many diseases and we've talked about this with Alyssa Goodman if you haven't listened to that episode. I know Alyssa. She's amazing. Um but what you see is then the autoimmune diseases come in, right? Like so for me <laughs> I found myself at one point I was like I was anemic, I had fatty liver, I had Hashimoto's, and I had a brain tumor and I'm like, "Oh, so which one of these is making me tired?" Oh, all of them are making yeah. me tired. Wow. And so you wonder like once you you've done something for so long it just manifests in so many ways. And yeah, so you're going to be tired from everything.
3: Everything. And sugar impacts every system of our body, including our microbiome, mm-hmm. which it disrupts that. And that controls so many other things, including immunity, including skin health, including our energy levels, including our ability to lose weight, like all of the things.
0: And our libido, which I saw in there Everything. Too. Yep. Everything. So sugar really
3: is that one thing that impacts basically every system of our body. Yeah. Negatively. Right. The only, the only redeeming quality is that it is pleasure producing, right? Like it is, you know, the reason it's so easy to become addicted to it is because it does hit that part of our brain center, you know, that like hit of dopamine that is pleasure producing. Um, you know, so I have to, I have to give it that the problem is that pales in comparison to all of the terrible things that it does. And it doesn't mean that you can never, ever have it. Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean I'm not sitting here saying I'm virtuous all the time. I wrote this book. I'm not, you know, I still drink wine. I'm not going to not eat, you know, pie or cake or whatever. But I'm so much more cognizant of yes. it now. And it's and it's not about the conscious indulgence. Like I said before, it's about over-consuming it, breakfast, lunch, and dinner, because we don't know we're doing it. And that's where it becomes dangerous. Mm-hmm. I mean, you don't need sugar. There's like no, re- like you don't have to eat cookies and cakes and, you know, drink wine and all that stuff. Sure, you could be healthy and not do that. But if, you know, if you're living in the real world and you're not hyper hyper vigilant like it's okay it doesn't have to be like you don't have to comply a hundred percent you just have to be a lot better than most of us are
0: being yeah exactly so how do we take the first step for the sugar free three plan
3: yeah so i mean the whole point of the plan is one the ingredient education right like exposing the sources that it's hidden in. So all the food, like, pa- like pasta sauce and ketchup mm. and salad dressings. I mean, do we want sugar on our salad? Think about it that way. Oof. Right? Do you want to pour sugar? So disgusting. Right? It's so gross. Like, do you want to pour sugar on your salad? No. Um, do you want to eat dessert for breakfast? Well, if you're eating a fruit yogurt that has added sugar, then that's what you're doing. You're eating dessert for breakfast. Mm-hmm. So when you start to think of like, the whole point of, you know, you finding out that soda... Um, you know, was, was forming and basically embalming fluid in your stomach, like it made you see it a different way. So that ingredient education first and foremost,
0: and then just, when you talk about sugar in the breakfast, I just had this vision of this amazing chia pudding I had in Chicago and it was so delicious. Imagine you go to breakfast and they have chia pudding on the menu. Sounds healthy. And you're like, yeah, that sounds healthy. Guys, it's made with like um sweetened almond milk or something. No, it's made with that like um condensed milk oh, stuff. God. <laughs> sweetened condensed milk. Yes. It's so sugary. And that's why mine at home sucks. <laughs> My jam pudding is so freaking boring because I don't use that. Right. Because if I actually use that and I saw what I was putting in, it would be mortifying to me. But right. when I go out, I, I think most people would think that that was healthy. And so you that, have to be so careful.
3: Yeah. And that happens all the time is you think you're making a healthy choice, but if you don't know what's gone into it, yeah. then, you know, it's hard. Like so you, ask. Yeah. So, so ask. Yeah. You don't want to eat dessert for breakfast, right? Mm -hmm. So greens and eggs, you kind of know what you're getting. You know, avocado, healthy fats. You want to choose things that you know I mean, you may not know, you know, did they did they cook what oil they cooked it in, but okay. If you know, it's still a healthier choice than something that could have tons of
0: sugar hidden in it. Yeah.
3: They're probably not hiding sugar in the omelette.
0: Yeah, like those parfaits (laughs) at like Starbucks. The the yogurt
3: parfaits, they're the worst. Because they've got they've got (laughs) the sugary yogurt they've got the sugary granola mm-hmm. and then it might have some you know whole fruit some berries on it but all in all it's a sugar bomb
0: well and the berries are usually mixed in a with a liquid. compote with a like a compote yeah that has sugar. yeah i mean it's literally like you might as well be eating an ice cream cake absolutely <laughs> even a muffin is like eating a cake yeah. So,
3: so okay. sorry so to so be such one. a, sorry
0: to be such a buzzkill. <laughs> no, but it's true because it, it's like step, we
3: said. So step number one is yeah. the awareness, right? Realizing it's hidden in all these places and knowing what some of them are, getting the ingredient education so that when you're shopping, you can flip over a package, quickly look at it. And again, this doesn't have to be super labor intensive because once you start learning it and, and sugar-free three teaches you how to do it, once you have that awareness, it becomes second nature. hmm and then you just do it automatically and you make a better choice, which doesn't mean you can't have all the things you want to have. You just have to pick the right ones within all those categories. Yeah. So yeah. And then once you start eating that way, you're going to crave it less. Yeah. Once you start feeling better, you want to, you're want you going to want to keep it going. So that has, you know, a motivating factor right there. You start curbing, you crave less. The less you eat, the better you feel. So you want to eat less. So that positive cycle kicks in to counteract the negative one that you had going.
0: Mm -hmm. And so, and you have plans in here for everybody. Yep. So let's go through and see if we can help somebody get on a plan. Let's see.
3: Yeah. So there's the three routes, the likes to cook, will cook, and doesn't cook Mm -hmm. or can't cook, can't, doesn't, doesn't want to, whatever it is. Or doesn't have time. And you can mix and match, right? So it's like if you know that you're going out, you can, you know, choose a cuisine. If you're the one choosing the restaurant, like you choose Greek or you choose Italian, you know, sort of within every cuisine, you can find something. And Mm -hmm. I kind of go through that too. But then there's the lists of there's you know, the totally allowed foods, the foods that are allowed in moderation and the ones that are barely allowed, right? There's the not allowed. And then within the allowed, there's sort of those three tiers.
0: So here's like a a seven day plan for don't cook. Um, Monday breakfast, oatmeal and two hard boiled eggs. Anyway, lunch, you would do a Greek salad with your choice of protein. Dinner, you would do grilled or roast chicken with roasted Brussels sprouts, yummy and brown rice. Tuesday, or let's say Wednesday, you could do some poached or scrambled eggs with avocado and fruit salad. For lunch, an open-faced turkey sandwich with lettuce, tomato, avocado, and mustard. Love the mustard on that. Uh, For dinner, you could do some grilled fish with sauteed spinach, zoodles, zucchini (laughs) noodles. noodles. (laughs) Garlic and olive oil. I really like those, that little zucchini. um, The spiralizer. Holy moly. So... (laughs) Oh my God, we know it's like
3: the craziest tool, isn't it?
0: My housekeeper's made that for me before, and she uses um like a tofu sausage, okay. or something. And she just put some spices on it. It's better than pasta ever could be.
3: You're like, okay,
0: I can eat this. It's delicious with some crushed red pepper. I love red pepper. So yummy. Yeah. One of the things I talk. Yeah.
3: There's tons of options. There's tons of recipes. Recipes, Yes.
0: And we're going to start using them. I can't wait. And
3: things that are creative too. I'm such a food person. I love a variety of foods and I didn't want this to be Super limiting because it it doesn't have to be mm-hmm. you can eat a wide variety of foods and still be sugar free. yeah, there's so much you can eat. There's so much more you can eat than you can't, right? The yeah. list of not allowed foods is really brief. And then the allowed foods are, it's like a vast list of things. So I yeah. wanted the recipes <laughs> to be creative and yummy and interesting and varied. Um, one of my favorite breakfasts is this like sweet potato toast, we call mm-hmm. it. So it's like using sweet potato as a toast, you know, with an egg on top. Like there's just creative things that Ooh, you can that's do. that's a good idea. Yeah. And it's really, cause like it's a, that. you know, sweet potato is a starchy vegetable. And so you kind of get that, you know, heartiness. And by the way, you can eat a whole grain bread, but if you don't want to eat a whole grain bread and you're trying to cut back on that, you can use the sweet potato.
0: So I have two recipes right here that I'm very excited about. Roasted cherries with whipped ricotta and yeah, dessert. walnuts. You can have dessert. I mean, this is so exciting because we're always trying to come up with stuff in the house for my mom too. And for us. Yeah. So that sounds delicious. Um, and you're baking the cherries is yeah, that, they're
3: roasted. So yeah, baked, roasted, same difference. Yeah. So yeah, so whipped ricotta with the roasted cherries and walnuts. There's also a cinnamon baked apple. I mean, fruit then, is your friend when it comes to that because it is it is naturally sweet.
0: Watermelon, mint, granada. granada. Holy moly. It's a frozen treat inspired by tropical mojitos. So you use um, watermelon and lime juice in a blender, puree it, stir in fresh mint, which I have. Pour watermelon mixture into a loaf pan and place it in the freezer. Scrape the four corners of the pan to the center every 30 to 40 minutes until the mixture is frozen and fluffy serve in a small bowl or cup yeah and you can make
3: all kinds of granitas like i was on this granita kick for a while where I was i've never doing, heard like, of granita yeah it's like this whole process like it says where you're scraping it and it sort of crystallizes and then you put it back in the freezer and then you scrape it again and it just creates this like shaved ice effect
0: okay so like a slush yeah so you of. put it in the freezer for 30 to 40 minutes and then you just keep you shaving of, you like
3: scrape it with a fork and then you kind of put it back in and then it, you do it again and it just over yeah over time you like Get it to that consistency, my mom is gonna
0: love this, yeah. Yeah, we had um, we went to breakfast last weekend and she got you know, I'm always picking her food, and there was a quinoa breakfast and it was just plain quinoa with um, blueberries and walnuts mm-hmm. and some shaved um, coconut, Yum. And so I was like, okay, this is perfect, totally. she can have that amount of sugar in yeah. there. Um, but the thing is, is options is having options like, totally that like because we've, anything, we've if worn bored, out my recipes in my book. So I'm so excited to have yours and have new recipes.
3: Yeah. Because if you're bored, you're not going to stick to it. And the it. whole point of this book was to make it sustainable. Yeah. I needed that. I wanted other people to have that. I can't eat the same thing. I mean, sometimes I'll, if I have a busy week, mm-hmm. I'll be like, okay, this is what I'm eating for lunch every day, or this is what I'm going to, I'm just going to have the go-to meals. Yep. So you have that option. But if you want variety, You can have that too.
0: And the other thing about them is they are generally short, few ingredients, which I love, as you know, from my books, few ingredients, simple and easy, because it can't be complicated and have you stick with it. So I love that. I think the book is great. And I am inspired to continue shaving sugar out of my diet, as I know my husband is too. Um, And he's getting really good results from it. I want to also talk about, so there's... A partnership in here with Open Fit. Yeah. Will you explain how that works? Yes. Because I saw you in there, and I was like, "Is Open Fit able to show some of your recipes on the fly?" And like, is this your yep. your digital component? Basically, yeah, that's exactly. what I was assuming.
3: Yeah. So Open Fit is a new digital streaming platform for fitness, wellness, and nutrition. Sugar Free Three is the first nutrition plan on the platform, and so there's a whole digital companion to the book. So you can you can. Do it just with the book. You can do it just with the OpenFit app. So download the app and you can find Sugar Free 3, or you can do them as companions. But on the app, full video, walking you through all the things I talked about on this podcast, like how to read a nutrition label how to spot the sneaky sources, all like showing you all of the allowed foods, the ones that aren't allowed and giving you tips and tricks, just like in the book, how to crush cravings, Mm -hmm. weight loss tips, if that's your motivation, because for some people it will be. And if that's how they get into this program, because that's the goal, that's fine by me. Mm -hmm. It will, it is a happy side effect for a lot of people when they start cutting sugar. Of course. But there are so many other things that will happen that are great. Um, But there's a chapter... And also a special video dedicated to if you want to boost weight loss, if that's your number one goal, because the food is really liberal in this program. There is no calorie counting. There is no portion control. So if you really, if your top goal is to lose weight, I give you bonus tips for how to do that. Mm -hmm. Um, There's tips for how to deal with the sugar pushers in your
0: life. We all have them. Mm
3: -hmm. You know, my husband (laughs)
0: last night, he's like, I'm going (laughs) to cheat. I'm going to get a mulberry pizza.
3: I'm like, oh God, no. You know, okay, I have a tip. I don't even use the word cheat ever because it already, I mean, it's a commonly used word when it comes to eating, but I don't use it only because then you attach this negativity yes. to the to the thing. And if you're going to do the, if you're going to eat the thing, then just enjoy the enjoy thing. Enjoy
0: it. Yeah. I say the same
3: thing. So I built into the sugar free three plan, a mindful indulgence, which is once a week, you can eat or drink something for me. It's usually a drink like wine <laughs> off the not allowed list. And the reason I did that is I wanted people to, for some people, that will be the thing that gets them through that. First and second Yes. For other people, it would derail them. So you have to kind of know who you are. Um, But then going forward, you can think of indulgences as, you know, think of things that you might think of as the cheat as a mindful indulgence. But yes, we all have sugar pushers, whether they're parents or coworkers or Mm -hmm. spouses in our lives, and they're not bad people. They just, they associate the eating sweet things with celebration and happiness. and happiness because we've all been conditioned to associate sweet things with celebratory things. Yeah. Um, and they also don't want to be left behind. <laughs> so they're like, no, you're not quitting sugar because I can't. Uh huh. So you want to try to bring them along on your journey so that they don't try to drag you back down. Or
0: avoid them at meal times. <laughs> exactly. Like last night, I just, I kept doing my work. <laughs> And then I, he's like, just have a slice. <laughs> and so I took two or three bites. And then I was like, Ugh, I'm going to go get a pear. And I went downstairs and I got a pear. <laughs> I was like, I'm going to eat something nutritious. Yeah.
3: Listen, they're going to be challenging days. Yeah. Like, absolutely. I, I mean, I'm completely transparent in the book about how this has been a struggle for me. And this is one of the reasons I wanted to do it because of all the healthy habits I've adopted. Yeah, And there've been many, especially being the editor-in-chief of Women's Health. This has been the hardest one to grapple with, really, oh my gosh, and to wrestle sugar. to the ground. Yeah. It's, it's But it's possible.
0: You know why? Because it's in everything, like you said. Yeah. I remember when I was having asthma issues and I knew I had to cut dairy. It's in everything. Yeah. Like you go to a restaurant, there's nothing without dairy. Mm-hmm. Everything has some dairy in yeah. it. Yeah. And so it was really difficult. So dairy and sugar have a big, big hold. Um, I want to ask you a little bit about your shift in career, because I think it's really inspiring for people who, who want to make a switch, but are scared. And I always say like, we only live once and it's a very short life. It is. So you should be doing things that make you happy and that challenge you because challenge is where growth comes and so I'd love to know a little bit about your journey to leaving behind what you know and were super yeah. successful in. I mean, the, you couldn't have gone higher in in your career in that area. How you kind of plotted that out? And also, like, how old were you when you made the change? Because I think that's yeah, my, also... in my late 40s. You're in your late 40s? <laughs> yes. Oh, my God. <laughs> No wonder she doesn't eat sugar. Everybody, she looks like she's thirty. Shit, really?
3: <gasps> yes, believe it or oh not. Oh my god, and yes. you're like glowing. Oh, thank you. Wow, thank you. Yeah, Damn. yeah. Okay, so so I spent. That's a al- big time to change. Yeah, so I thought I spent- it was like
0: forty when you said you were going to change, which is still scary. Yeah,
3: totally. So it it is scary, and for me. Money fear is a deeply, deeply rooted thing. Mm-hmm. I didn't grow up with a lot. Mm-hmm. I accomplished, you know, more than I sort of, you know, thought I would and earned more money than my parents and all of that stuff. And so making a transition for me and leaving behind a career that, you know, had been lucrative and I, I was successful in was really difficult. But that industry, and when I am say industry, I mean the traditional magazine and publishing industry is in decline. And it Mm. isn't the same industry it was when I joined it, you know, many years ago. And so I also started to think about the fact that there wasn't, you know, there isn't really corporate loyalty anymore and businesses are changing all the time. And so relying on yourself (laughs) in some ways is a better insurance policy, Mm -hmm. which is not, you know, not to say that I'd never take another full-time job again. I absolutely would for the right thing if I was passionate about it, but I've really enjoyed having the freedom and flexibility to make my own choices. Mm -hmm. But the fear factor is super tough. So the first thing I would say to anybody who's thinking about, you know, taking a leap is you have to figure out how to mitigate that fear because fear is paralyzing, Mm -hmm. right? And when you have that paralytic effect going you can't make decisions you can't yeah. think straight you're, what's motivating your decisions isn't the right thing you know if you're making decisions based out of fear like i would have if i didn't find a way to tamp that down i would have jumped at the first job offer that came at me after i left magazines yeah. and instead i you know i said no to a bunch of things wanted to take time really think about what i wanted to do digest
0: so you didn't have a plan when you left You said, I'm going to leave because I feel like it's time. And then you didn't have a plan officially?
3: No, I didn't have a plan. Whoa. I didn't have a plan, but I had... Someone who's so scared, I would think you would have had had, plotted a plan. But I had bandwidth because I had money saved. Okay. And I wanted to travel. I'm a huge traveler. Okay, And when you work in traditional media, especially in a deadline oriented business, you don't you ever have time to do that. <laughs> yeah. And so there was a time, and I talked about this recently, Forbes um, did a little piece on my my transition. And I said in that piece that I didn't take a vacation that was longer than a week or 10 days for 23 or 25 years mm-hmm. straight.
0: Yeah, so think about that. I don't know that. if I've ever really gone longer than that. Maybe my <laughs> You're honeymoon. Probably in the same boat. Maybe my honeymoon,
3: but it's it's nutty, right? To think about, yeah, like you not, can't really like not taking more than a week or ten day, days off in a row for twenty something years. And for a lot of people in this country, I know, I know that's the case. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I got to the point where. But I they're also working
0: that. nine to five.
3: Yes, yeah, so their hours are a little bit hours different. are
0: different than someone who's working twelve, fourteen yeah. hours a day. I don't and know what you did never, in the magazine. And kind of never
3: off, right? When you're the editor in chief of a magazine, you're, you're never, never off. Yeah. like you're think you're dreaming about it, and I you're at like, events on the weekends like, because like, <laughs> you
0: have to keep schmoozing. And yeah, there's and it, when there's a a no time card situation. Yeah, there's no punch clock. You can't. You can't compare.
3: Yeah, it's true. I got to the point where I was like writing cover lines in my sleep. I was like, what's
0: happening? Yeah.
3: Yeah. Um, so I wanted to take some time and travel and, you know, just have more than a week or 10 days off and do that and just have more flexibility because I had, I felt like I had earned that and I'd gotten to this place where it's now or never. If I, you know, don't try to do that now, but yet finding a way to mitigate the fear. And when I say, a way that means either one having a, a plan. So yeah. work on a parallel path, like while you're still at your job, start parallel pathing what else you might want to saving. do, saving, thinking, you know, thinking of that business idea, starting to have those conversations or whatever it is to instituting some kind of self care practice that helps tamp down the fear, whether it's meditation, I'm trained in transcendental meditation, um, or, you know, exercising, whatever it is, mm-hmm. and having people around you that know you, want the best for you, and can help you figure out how your skill set could translate to something new. Mm. I think we often pigeonhole ourselves and think, like, well, I've been doing this thing for so long, it's the only thing I can do. But oftentimes, Whatever skills you've been cultivating could be management skills, could be, in my case, management skills, writing and editing skills, being on TV, all the things that come with being an editor-in-chief certainly translate to other things. And that's true of everyone's career. You're doing multiple things. Everybody's doing multiple things in their career. So really having someone um, that you trust or a group of people that you trust to counsel you, to, to say, sometimes it takes asking other people, what do you
0: think I'd be good at? I know. You know, so because funny. they
3: see you sometimes in a different way than you see yourself. Yes.
0: Yes. I know. It's funny. Ever since I had my surgery and have been in my kind of, you know, my rebirth mode, yeah. so many people come up to me and they're like, "You, why don't you do sports? You love <laughs> sports. Why don't you do sports? Multiple people. I haven't done anything with it yet. Right. But there is but, something like, there. I hadn't even been... Front of
3: mind, no, for because you. I just
0: am a psycho sports fan. I thought I was just a fan, but I'm actually an educated fan, and I do something that other people don't. I'm really good with sports psychology, so I can feel energy in a game, and I know which way it's going to go because I can see it in their eyes. I can see it in their energy, and I know what's going to happen. That's so interesting. Yeah, and so uh, there's like a vibe. There's but some anyhow. people in Las Vegas who would like that information. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> I know, Um but I think, um, but, but I. think that's really great but
3: that's a perfect that's a perfect example because what they saw is your passion Mm -hmm. your ability and the talents you've cultivated on air and interviewing people and all the things and they saw marriage between those two things in a way that you hadn't considered just because you're you're too close to it sometimes did
0: someone do that for you um
3: i've had people yeah i've had people talk about you know things that they thought i should do some of them have nothing to do I love decorating and like all of that on the side. So some people who really know my life and my my house, and my apartment, and things like that have gone that direction, uh-huh. which is funny because it was like, I, would somebody pay me to do that? <laughs> but they're like, yes, yeah. And then there's the more you know closely aligned to the career that I've had um, options that are things like you know, on-air things or obviously writing books. And I've written other books, so that mm-hmm. wasn't that big of a leap, but yeah. Okay, so... But but the video component of the book was totally new and not something that I would have thought of. But then people were like, well, you've done tons of TV for being a magazine editor. You're always representing the brand doing those things. You could do that for this book. Yeah. So that was something that I hadn't thought about.
0: So cool. Yeah. So, so taking that leap, but, and, and mitigating the fear, you said coming up with some kind of self-care program. Yep. What was the other steps that you suggest?
3: Like parallel tracking it. It's like, you know, not necessarily, you know, cold turkey, leaving one thing to start something else, but, but doing two sim- both simultaneously, one is a side hustle or mm-hmm. just as something that you're really ruminating on and starting to collect data on. I think that's a good a
0: good way to go. Got it. So are you on the other side of it? I don't know if I'm on the other side. It's been about a year. Uh Uh-huh.
3: A little bit over a year, and it's gone so quickly, and I couldn't be happier with all That's because I have the book, and then also, I don't know if you want to talk about The Well, Yeah, but I
0: also have The Well. I do want to know about The, the Well. Yes. So you're the editor? I'm the editorial director
3: at large for The Well, so it's, um, it's a consulting job, but mm-hmm. basically this is a wellness <laughs> club in New York City, where I live. And it is an entire ecosystem for wellness, all under one roof, so functional medicine doctors, Chinese medicine doctors, body work, a mindful movement studio, personal training, a restaurant, a reflexology lounge, a meditation dome, all under one roof so they have members, and then you can also go as a as a day tripper, we call it, mm-hmm. and so what I've been doing for them is just mm-hmm. everything to do with you know brand voice and um editorial content and it's it's a relatively new concept so just thinking about you know all the different ways that brand voice and content can help fuel their efforts outside of the club because in addition to the club there's also you know th- they want to reach people who can't walk in the doors too and what does that's that where mean? meaning like through digital content and Got you know it. courses or other things potentially
0: interesting And so I love that idea. Yeah. I love that. Um, Yeah. You'd be
3: the perfect well member.
0: I feel like um, is the membership quite high? I can imagine it's pretty high. It seems like one of those, like it's like a Soho house for wellness. (laughs) So
3: what you, what you get for membership is it's actually to me, not that high, but then with it, because you can come and enjoy the club for your membership, right? Which is not that much, but then you, just like you would in the outside world, if you want to go to a functional medicine doctor, you have to pay to go to the functional medicine doctor. Mm-hmm. Now that's because we live in a world where, you know, insurance is very complicated and functional medicine doctors or integrative medicine doctors don't generally take insurance, Yeah, um, which is a bummer, right? Because that's what makes it cost prohibitive, but there's reasons that they don't. And they also treat, people in an East meets West way, mm-hmm. which traditional insurance doesn't recognize that method yet.
0: Yet. And so you're a member of the well, can you access all these treatments or you have to pay independently for every single one? Some of
3: them you have to pay independently for and some yeah. of them come with your membership. So, cool. but you can also just go for the day. You can go see a doctor or you can go see, um, an acupuncturist or you mm-hmm. can get a, you know, massage or whatever body work you want to have done as, as what we call a day tripper.
0: I love that. Yeah. That's so it's so cool. Pretty amazing. And I it's also, a really
3: beautiful space too.
0: I also really love the concept of using open fit with this because you can't carry around the book all the time. Um, and when you're out to eat you and you need a little guidance, you can get that in there. Yeah, absolutely. Great. It's
3: right in the palm of your hand. Yeah. That is such a value to have the app exactly I mean, so this is so great so download that OpenFit app and get your sugar free three there too
0: steven scam i mean stuff uh do you guys have any questions for michelle
1: i'm pretty blown away like no i, I don't really have any okay. honestly
0: steve um stuff
1: I just um I, I love the part about fear. And I just wonder if it was a constant reminder of getting past that so that you could get to the place where you are now. Or was it you just made the decision and went for it? Like how applicable is that for people who do want to make changes?
3: I think fighting the fear is it's an ongoing battle. You know, when you when something is instilled in you from, from childhood, scarcity. it is a scarcity <laughs>
0: mindset. Totally. I know I have it. I totally. know. Totally.
3: <laughs> and I talked about that in the, in the Forbes article, which I said, like focused on this transition, which is why I talked about it there. Um, it is really hard to shake. So it is a constant conversation I have to mm-hmm. have with myself I have, I have with, you know, my sister happens to be a financial planner, so Mm -hmm. I have it with her a lot. Yeah. (laughs) Um, sometimes she tamps down the fear. Sometimes she (laughs) ratchets, ratchets it up a little bit, but it's not, no, it's not a getting past it necessarily. It's managing it. Mm -hmm. You know, I hope, I hope one day that I, I really feel, um, totally secure. There's also a motivating factor there. I'm sure you've, you know, experienced that where, Keep you, you know, hungry. it keeps you hungry and it keeps you motivated. You just the trick is not letting it take over to the point where it's paralyzing and an oppressive
0: or, force. or I always say, you know, never making decisions from fear. Totally. Because if you have a scarcity issue, you're probably always going to have it. I know because I don't think that there's really a number. There isn't. There, like there is a number, but it's it's a little extreme. Yeah. Because if I sit with my financial planner right now, he'll tell me that I'm fine for the rest of my life. Right. I just have to live in this specific budget and all will be well. And that specific budget is is fine. Yeah. But you can't always like we always live up to our means. And if you're always living up to your means, then the scarcity is always going to be there. Totally. So that's where it's tricky. Totally.
3: And that's actually been another conversation I've had to have with, you know, my sister financial planner slash myself is lifestyle versus freedom, lifestyle versus fear, lifestyle, like all yes. of those, you know, things are decisions. Choices. And I still feel like I'm, I'm so in the early stages, mm-hmm. you know, a little bit over a year into it. Um, and I feel so grateful that I've had the year I've had. Year one out of corporate world, doing a book, yep. and the videos with Open Fit, and having the well. Um, I love those founders. I love that team. I love being able to work with the team a couple days a week, mm-hmm. because I'm so used to having people around me and having that camaraderie that comes with working with the team and other people that I, I really would miss that if I was just by myself all the totally. time. But then having the freedom and the flexibility to do other things and yeah,
0: new make, stimulations, yeah, new excitement, make new
3: choices and not go into the same building every single day, which is what I did my whole career.
0: Yeah.
3: Um, so I'm grateful that I've had the year I've had year one. And now I have to
0: you know think about year two. <laughs> I know, I know. I think it's, I think it's, um, it's it's good because the energy that comes from the new excitements begets new energy and more energy, right? So we're like big Esther Hicks fans here, totally. So, oh yeah, yeah. So like the laws of attraction, it's like you're feeling good because, like even me yesterday.
3: And I know you had my friend Gabby on Gabby Bernstein. Yeah, she's a dear friend of mine. So So
0: I think, you know, I was having, I had this creative call about a project that I'm producing, and I was just so juiced up after being a little drained. Yep. And so and I was like, Yes, this is great. And then I went on to another project. And, you know, that was really great conversation. And then It just kind of begets more of that.
3: You're so uh, you make such a great point because it is so
0: energizing
3: Mm -hmm. when you're choosing things you love. Yes, you're choosing things you love, and you're choosing who you want to work with. Yes, and all of that just elevates your experience and makes you, you know, want to work that much harder and do more. And and it does. It is stimulating and energizing. And if you can ride that wave, right and Tamp down the fear and yep. like keep going, and and also having confidence that the skill set you built over all these years, and this is something I've you know the talk I've had to have with myself, is going to carry you through, yeah. and also the relationships that you've built. Yes, and that's actually I want to backtrack and talk just for a second about that because I think it's one of the most important things: who you come in contact with in your career, how you treat them. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, going out of your way for people, showing up for them means hopefully the reciprocity will be there and they'll show up for you. And I have definitely found that to be true. Not a hundred percent across the board. Of course, there's always a few people who are going to disappoint you, but by and large, I've really felt like the energy and effort I've put into relationships my whole career, um, really came back in this part of my
0: life. Yeah. A hundred percent, a hundred percent. I love it. So cool. Michelle, I'm so excited for your new journey. Thanks so much, Maria. And thanks for being
3: such an advocate of this lifestyle because it's so important and you embody it and live it and are on a constant journey to learn more and then spread the word so thank you for doing that work it's really meaningful
0: thanks i have one last question for you because i always forget my own question we always (laughs) ask our guests i can sense the energy of in the room they're like you forgot your question (laughs) oh there it is it's on the board um how are you getting better every day what's something that you're doing to be better and to get better i think
3: constantly learning. I, I, I stated at the very top of this that curiosity is one of the core tenets of being an, an editor. You mm-hmm. really have to have a sense of curiosity to want to constantly be learning more. And I think that's the way to keep getting better. I'm still learning more every day and new things now, right? Because I'm in like this completely different area. So learning more about being entrepreneurial and what that takes, so yeah, getting better and acquiring more nutrition, education, mm-hmm. just keep learning.
0: I love it. I think, uh, I think we're all editors here because that's our journey. We're yeah. always constantly curious and trying to find new things to get better. And I am now inspired to create a food menu yes. for us at the house so when I get back from Mexico. I can uh, implement a new food menu because I have new recipes that are inspiring. Keep me, so me posted. You. I, I want to see photos. <laughs> I will. I will share for sure. Thank you so much, Michelle. Thanks, Maria. All right, guys, what have we learned? Sugar is the devil.
1: Sugar is the devil.
0: <laughs> uh, oh.
1: 60 different ways of calling sugar, sugar. So always trust the back label and not the organic or gluten free. Cause Turns out that's just another way to get our moolah.
2: <laughs> I didn't know that like barley flour was considered sugar. I knew like sucrose and glucose and high fructose, all the oses, yeah. but I didn't know there were things that weren't doses.
0: Or like when you go to Whole Foods and the first ingredient on it says like evaporated cane juice, what is or that? something? I remember with Yogi Cameron, we, I went to <laughs> I went to Whole Foods once and I bought everything, and I came back and he goes, "What is this?" and I go. I'm like, oh, well, they're crackers or whatever. And he's like, what is this ingredient, evaporated cane juice? I go, I don't know. He goes, so you don't know what it is and you're eating it? He's <laughs> like, I was like, yeah, that doesn't sound smart, does oh, it?
1: Oh, no. Right? Yeah. He so, really read you. <laughs>
0: yeah, he <laughs> schooled me on that for sure. Um, that's why if you can actually look at something and you know what it is, then you can eat it, Right. But yeah. if you're reading if you have to read a list of ingredients, it's not good for you. You know, anything in a box or in a package. That's why they say eat from the outside of the the supermarket. Yeah,
2: everything in the aisles just extra.
0: Yeah. You know, even beans in a can, not good for you. Soul loaded in sodium. Like you just have to really really be careful because you are what you eat and you will reap the benefits one way
2: or another. I mean, I it's it's to the point where like now that I'm like hyper aware of all these things, like I'm looking at all the back labels and stuff and like even things that are kind of healthy, they have a lot of carbohydrates in them and you're like, yeah. oh, this is not as healthy as I thought. Also, yeah. like I feel like food is now kind of on the level of pharmaceutical medication because everything you're eating has a certain level of pharmaceuticals pumped into it. So it's like, okay, you're kind of self-medicating.
0: Not a... Um... Not exactly how I was thinking about it, but I do, I do like the association of food and pharmaceutical because they're just controlled by higher beings who are trying to get more money and it's, it's not for your benefit basically. I mean, in some ways it is obviously. It's like
2: we say squeeze water out of the rock to get as much efficiency out of what we do, but like, it's not exactly the best thing to be used when it's like, how, how can we get as much out of this cow as we can?
0: Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, I am, I am very motivated, like I said, for after my trip to Mexico to come back, create a meal plan, implement some of Michelle's recipes, because I saw stuff in there that I hadn't thought of yet. And as I'm looking to give my mom more options to eat and have us have healthier options, like breakfast is so annoying, I don't know what to eat at breakfast anymore. I'm bored. I can't have yogurt because the dairy. It can't do the 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 coconut yogurt either. I think on my Viome I can't do coconut. I have to double check. So I just kind of get frustrated with um with the lack of options. I know.
1: And then you reach for something sweet because it's easy.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Or you just hard. keep eating eggs, and your cholesterol is going to go up, and
2: it's just. Uh- I like the European breakfast where it's like a selection of different kinds of simple meats and thick, hearty breads.
0: For breakfast,
2: yeah, that's that's what breakfast is over there usually. Yeah, not a fan of it.
0: Bread doesn't sound like really good either, though.
2: Yeah, but it's like I don't know, bread there is different than bread here.
0: Well, yeah, but you can't say bread here because we only have the yeah. here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so you're like I like this. Well, yeah, uh, if we were there, maybe. Well,
2: I don't need breakfast. I need to start. I need to change that. Yeah, but I don't.
1: Oatmeal is the easiest.
0: I'm allergic to
1: oatmeal. That sucks. You really? That yeah. really sucks. Oh,
2: the oat milk. That's how you found but out. But you right?
1: have chia pudding. That's good.
0: Yeah. It's so bad, my version, because it's healthy. Mm. It's kind of almost unedible. I'll load like cinnamon on there and some nuts and I'll just take it down, but it's not pretty. Oh. So anyhow, a smoothie, a good healthy smoothie. Yeah, I can do we're working on it. We're working on it. I'm going to create a menu. Yeah, perhaps even while I'm sitting on the beach, I'll create a menu. Because that is my free time to do it. Um, And I will come back and I'm going to implement it. And thanks to Michelle, I am inspired to, to really focus on this part, because I'm focusing on so many other things. And I do eat well, I would say at this point, in this critical time of my mom's health and dealing with all that, I would say I'm probably at 75% good. Me too.
1: And I have no excuse.
0: Yeah. (laughs) But like that other 25% is pretty bad when I'm bad.
1: Is it worth it though?
2: Like, are you like when I was yesterday, right? Saturday, Saturday, or no, sorry. Two days ago, Saturday is my cheat day. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, I had access to pizza and all this kind of stuff. I'm like, but like, I don't want that to be the thing I cheat with. I want to make sure it's like the Good. perfect thing to cheat with. So is your 25% like at least worth it for you?
0: Well, I had pancakes at our meeting. Those were worth it. Um, I had barbecue chips for dinner the other night so I was so hungry and I couldn't see straight and I didn't want the sunflower seeds for the first time. <laughs> and I just was like, okay, screw it. I'm just going to have a few of these and go to bed. That wasn't really worth it because it wasn't for enjoyment. No. It was just like, I- I'm so cooked and I need, Yeah, I just saw it in the cabinet and I didn't know they existed and we were watching TV. So I was like, okay, here we go.
2: So I think what we need to do is we need to have like what we buy at the store that's like healthy, but then also have what our cheat is. Yeah. So that way at least we know it's worth it.
0: You know, what's really good for snacks is hicamistics. So jicama has like no sugar in it. So my mom uses for snacks. And if you want, you can make it sweet or savory. You can dip it in like almond butter or you can dip it in tahini or you can have it plain. I really like jicama.
2: It's just like a, it's like a fibrous kind of style Mm -hmm. vegetable with no taste. Yeah. Is it a
0: fruit or a vegetable? I don't know. I don't know. I think it might be both. (laughs) Right. It's really good though. Like it's, it, it will fill you up. And it's on Michelle's plan. You can have jicama. And um, I think it's really good. So anyhow, thanks, guys, for listening to us right here on Better Together every Monday. Please help us by rating, commenting, subscribing on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. If you love the show, share it with your friends. Uh, Share your favorite episode on social media so people can come find us. New episodes, of course, every Monday. If you want to email us, you can reach us at at gmail.com. Uh, we are encouraging everyone, as you heard earlier, to join our Patreon. We really want to make this an ad-free show, and we would love your support. So uh, if you click the link in the summary of this podcast, you will get taken right to the Patreon.
2: Yeah, we have we have the Patreon. We have the Facebook group where mm-hmm. you can click the link and join the Facebook group, which is free to anyone. And we talk about a lot of stuff in there. And also, also, I want to shout out. Our, uh, our 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 second our third tier Patreon members. Oh yeah, let's because do it because they rock. We have Wendy Harder, uh, Allison Crumb, Stephen Campbell, Annette Cazelle, and I know we have one more. So I'm going to bring this right up real quick. And while I. do,
1: I'll also be picking, like Maria said, a winner for our Viome giveaway oh, from yeah. our Patreon. Yes. So that will be announced very shortly. So just another incentive to join our
0: community. Okay, this is the last day. we got to get that Viome out so people can start the new year fresh. Uh Stephen?
2: Yes, sorry, I was missing somebody, and I didn't want to leave anybody out. Oh, okay, <laughs> yeah. I not didn't, I didn't have their full name you because you cut it out, b-
0: so I didn't know if you were cutting out. W. Or-
2: Sean Carbonell, who is a doctor with a PhD, apparently.
0: Oh yes, he's actually going to be our advisor yes. on Better Together. Um, he's uh, he's in neurology, and he's going to help us. On yeah. the show, so Steph's working on that. Yeah,
2: that's really cool. He's going to yes. be
1: like our our fact checker. Make sure that we're providing the best of the best. Yeah, those
2: are our Which insiders. Awesome. Our insiders on Patreon, but we also have some iTunes reviews that I want to shout out because I thought do some it. Of these were great.
0: Yes, I uh, haven't heard any in a while.
2: I know, right? Uh, Detroit four one one says met Marie attending bar.
0: Oh, we heard this one. Steph yeah. Said, yeah. It said it last week. Last you week? were okay. gone. Oh yeah, you were <laughs> getting LASIK. <laughs> <gone. laughs> I
2: was getting LASIK. Uh, Bree Jag says thank you. I've been listening to this podcast every week for a year now and I love it so much I've had a couple precancerous markers in my body and was always getting frustrated with my doctors and oncologists because they seemed to have a one-track way of going about things. I didn't have the knowledge or skills to ask the right questions or fight for what I thought my body needed. Mm. Now I feel much more informed and in charge. I can't thank you all enough for that. BG, fellow Emersonian.
0: Oh, wow. That's cool. That's so cool.
2: And then we have another one. DK from Colorado says, Sean Corn episode. Her words resonated with me so much. I love when you hear exactly what you need when mm-hmm. you need it. Quote, you can't get through the bless you Without going through the if you And Billy's ignore the story See the soul This also is very much connected to Dr. Shafali's Conscious parenting amazing Thank you Maria for intentionally choosing the perfect people To share the work I buy all the things waiting for my Viome test to arrive <laughs> As we speak onward Desi K, Colorado
0: oh, Onward I love it Thank you guys so much for your comments They definitely fuel us If you want to buy Michelle's book Sugar Free 3 they are available wherever books are sold. And you can stay up to date with her on all of her projects at mishprom.com. M-I-C-H-P-R-O-M.com. In the meantime, follow us at Maria Menunos, at Michelle Promaleco, at Mishprom, uh, at Steph Sabra, at Stephen Lemieux Photo. And remember, be nice people, make good choices, and be present. Well, that's it for today, Heal Squad. Before I let you go, I want to make sure you don't forget to take care of yourself today. I'll be making sure I'm not forgetting to get outside, do my meditations, and, of course, keep myself fueled with some sweet, chilly, wonderful pistachios. Wonderful pistachios, as you know, are my go-to when hunger strikes because they're one of the highest protein nuts providing all nine essential amino acids, and they're great for on-the-go snacking. So when you're ready to elevate your snacking game, visit wonderfulpistachios.com to grab a bag.